This installment of Bach on Wednesday was recorded for release on March 16, 2022. Greetings. This is Terry Noel Tao. This installment of Bach on Wednesday is the first of at least two that I am preparing to celebrate International Women's Month. It opens with two movements of the Bach Sonata for Harpsichord and Violin, number three in E major, BWV 1016. These recordings, which were made on June 26, 1916, are the first recordings, to my knowledge, of any movements out of the Bach violin sonatas. It's the second and fourth movements, the quick movements. The violinist, the remarkable Maud Powell, arguably the finest violinist born in the United States. I say arguably because there's always the great Albert Spaulding, to whom I personally would give the moniker the greatest violinist born in the United States of America. But what do I know? In any case, Maud Powell was born on August 22, 1867. She died too young on January 8, 1920. In these two movements out of the violin sonata number three in E major BWV 1016 by Johann Sebastian Bach, Maud Powell is partnered by the great Arthur Lesser, one of the finest pianists born in the United States of America.
the great United States of American violinist Maud Powell, partnered by the great United States of American pianist Arthur Lesser. The two fast movements, the two allegros from the Sonata Number no. 3 in E major, BWV 1016. The harpsichordist Alice Ellers was born in Vienna on April 16, 1887. She died in Redondo Beach, California on March 1, 1981. Alice Ellers, Alitza Ellers, as she was known when she was young, was one of the first pupils in Berlin of Wanda Landowska and was one of the great pioneering harpsichordists. She settled in California. If you're a movie person and are familiar with Wuthering Heights, the harpsichordist in the party scene is Alice Ellers because she settled in California in the 1920s, early 30s. Obviously, for certain reasons, she had to leave Austria and move uh, far away from the Nazi threat. And she developed quite a career in Los Angeles. Among her distinguished pupils uh, was uh, the marvelous harpsichordist Malcolm Hamilton. Alice Ellis was also a great friend of Albert Schweitzer, and their correspondence over a period of nearly 40 years uh, has been published. Anyway, here she is in a recording that she made for the Allegro label in 1953. The English suite number six in D minor, BWV 811, by Johann Sebastian Bach.
Austrian-born United States of American harpsichordist Alice Ellers, recorded in 1953. Johann Sebastian Bach, the English suite number six in D minor, BWV 811. The English pianist Harriet Cohen, who was born on December 2nd, 1895, was a superb interpreter of the music of Johann Sebastian Bach. Amongst other things, she wrote some wonderful transcriptions of organ chorale preludes, participated in the first attempt to make an integral recording of Das Volter Imperierte Klavier, the well-tempered clavier, she recorded Preludes and Fugues, numbers 1 through 9, from Book 1 in 1928. However, most importantly, perhaps, was she made the first recording of a Bach keyboard concerto. Her first recording of the Concerto Number no. 1 in D minor, BWV 1052, was made in London on September 24, 1924. It's a late acoustic, a marvelous performance. The orchestra is conducted by Sir Henry J. Wood.
The Astonishing Harriet Cohen Born December 2nd, 1895 Recorded in London, England on September 24th, 1924 when she was 29 going on 30. The orchestra was conducted by the great Sir Henry J. Wood. Johann Sebastian Bach the Clavier Concerto Number no. 1 in D minor, BWV 1052. The earliest recording thereof, and I also think it is the earliest recording of a Bach keyboard concerto in its entirety. Remarkable performance thrilling, to put it bluntly. The marvelous and unjustly neglected French pianist Yvonne Lefebure was born in Ermont, France, on June 29, 1898. She died in Paris on January 23, 1986. In 1950, she was one of the guest artists at the legendary Bach Festival in Prades, France, that marked Pablo Casals's emergence from self-imposed exile. In the weeks after the festival concluded, a number of recordings were made, including this especially compelling account of the Prelude and Fugue number 8 in E-flat minor, D-sharp minor, from Bach's Das Wohltemperierte Klavier, what we call Book 1 of The Well-Tempered Klavier.
Recorded in Prade, France, in June of 1950, Yvonne Lefebure, Johann Sebastian Bach, The Prelude and Fugue, Number 8, in E-flat minor, D-sharp minor, from Das Wohltemperierte Klavier, by Johann Sebastian Bach. Simply amazing. I have adored that performance since I was at college, and I never cease to be overwhelmed by it whenever I listen to it. Another unjustly neglected pianist is the Russian pianist Maria Yudina, who was born in Neville in Imperial Russia on, according to the old-style calendar, August 28, 1899. The new style calendar date is September 9th. She died in Moscow at the age of 71 on November 19, 1970. Her father, Venyamin Yudin, was a renowned physiologist and forensic scientist. Yudna was a talented little girl, and she was sent to the conservatory in what was then Petrograd, where she was a student of, among others, Annette Esipov, Anna Esipova, who was a pupil of Leszczycki and a friend of Tchaikovsky's. While Yudina was a brilliant pianist and concert artist and numbered among her fans none other than Joseph Stalin, she still ran afoul of the Soviet authorities, both because of her devoutness, she was a devout Jew, and also because she snubbed her nose at the establishment and espoused the cause of contemporary Western composers. That was a no-no. It didn't matter that she numbered amongst her classmates in what is now, once again, St. Petersburg, 
none other than Dmitri Shostakovich. The impediments to her career, including being prevented from giving recitals, from touring outside the country, and at certain points in her career, she wasn't allowed to record. However, we're lucky we've got some good stuff. One of them is a recording that she made after the recording ban was lifted from Melodia in Moscow in January of 1968. In listening to this performance of the Aria mit verschiedenen Veränderungen, BWV 988, the Goldberg Variations, one can understand what her younger colleague and admirer Sviatoslav Richter meant when he said, and I am paraphrasing him here, that Udina made every composition her own.
recorded in Moscow when Moscow was still a part of the USSR. Recording was made in January of 1968. The Russian pianist Maria Yudina playing the Aria mit verschiedenen Veränderungen, the Goldberg Variations, BWV 988 by Johann Sebastian Bach. And I think you can understand what Sviatoslav Richter, who was a great admirer of Maria Yudna, meant when he said that she made everything her own. One of the most important figures in the revival of interest in the harpsichord in the 20th century, and also one of the least known, is the English harpsichordist Millicent Silver. Together with her colleagues George Malcolm and Thurston Dart, both a generation younger than she, she brought the harpsichord into the mainstream in Great Britain. She was a wonderful player. She also was a brilliant pianist and a fine violinist. And she was a graduate of the Royal College of Music, a prize winner there, a student of Tobias Mathay, amongst others, self-taught as a harpsichordist. And she was influential in an unanticipated way. Her first instrument was a restored Kirkman, and it quickly became apparent that as magnificent as that instrument was and is, it was not equal to the demands of being a touring instrument. So Millicent Silver went to the builder Robert Goebel and persuaded Mr. Goebel to make her a large, double-manual, wooden-framed harpsichord. That became the prototype for numerous wooden-frame instruments that Mr. Goebel subsequently made, and also the basis for his skill as a sensitive restorer of historic instruments. One of Millicent Silver's signature pieces was the Aria mit verschiedenen Veränderungen, the Goldberg Variations, BWV 988 by Johann Sebastian Bach. When she played them in recital, she liked to play them with all the repeats, but she was flexible, and there were circumstances that dictated otherwise. One of the circumstances was her recording of the Goldberg Variations, which the record company wanted on a single LP. So she is selective about the repeats that she chooses to play in that recording, which I'm about to share with you. Believe me, it makes a very interesting comparison with Maria Yudna's interpretation, which I have just shared with you.
Millicent Silver, the unjustly neglected English harpsichordist, performing the Aria mit verschiedenen Veränderungen, the Goldberg Variations, BWV 988, on her bespoke Robert Goebel wooden frame harpsichord, which, as I'm sure you noticed, also had a 16-foot stop and pedal stop controls. I neglected to mention earlier that Millicent Silver was an especially fine pedagogue, and she had some very significant pupils, amongst them the organist and harpsichordist Christopher Herrick and the harpsichordist, organist, and conductor Trevor Pinnock, who wrote of her, I learned a great deal from Millicent Silver as her student at the Royal College of Music. Even now, her wise words still come to mind. Here is Millicent Silver playing Johann Sebastian Bach's English Suite Number no. 5 in E minor, BWV 810.
Millicent Silver, at her bespoke Gobel harpsichord, Johann Sebastian Bach, the English suite number five in E minor, BWV eight one zero, and I must apologize. I neglected to mention in advance that when this reissue for compact disc was prepared, it turned out that the original master tapes were slightly defective. That defect, which you clearly heard, uh, was not something that could be remedied by computer le jeu de main, or if it could be, the cost would have been prohibitive. <laughs> 